0: Welcome to the Salem Emerging Leaders Podcast, presented by the Salem Area Chamber of Commerce. Here are your hosts, Jacob Espinoza. And Zachary
1: Zalicki. And we're back at the Emerging Salem Emerging Leader Podcast. Almost got it. I think I want to cut that out. Yeah, you know. might, uh, might people,
0: That's too much.
1: People might have like, be like, oh man, next, next. We got to cut that one out. We're back. We are now back at the Salem Emerging Leader Podcast. Podcast, podcast, podcast. Zach, how you doing today, man? Doing great. Doing I'm, great. I'm pretty excited, man. We got John Castro-Monroy in the building. The, John, thanks for being here. The Jonathan Castro-Monroy.
0: Thank you for the excitement. Yeah, <laughs>
1: absolutely. And and on this podcast, we are really focused on making sure people know how much we appreciate them, the things they bring to the community, especially someone like you who's a transplant. You weren't born in Salem, you moved here, you're making great things happen. So, you know, we want to make sure that you you understand that we do appreciate the things that you bring to the table and there's so much value. And today, we want to talk about mentorship. And also the idea of buying versus building a business and starting from scratch. Um, let's get started there because you, you've bought a few businesses recently and I'm curious to hear like, what's, what's the thought process on that? How do you decide if this is a good move and if you want to start something versus you know buying something that already exists?
0: Right. Well, Well. first of all, actually, th- thank you to both you, Zach, and uh, you, yourself, Jacob. Uh, you know, you both have been uh, great uh, leaders in the community that a lot, a lot of us uh, appreciate, like, and admire. And thank you for having me here. And uh, great question, but let, let, let's just back up a little bit. Right? Okay,
1: let's go. Controlling Be- the narrative. I like <laughs> yeah, it. I it. He, he does a good job with this. You know, I love
0: l- it. Before, before I answer that, let, let, let's just back up a little bit. I think... Um, I think before you're looking at buying or, or, or starting a new business, I think it's really important to, to start with, uh, internally start with knowing what you want out of life, knowing what you personally want to accomplish. Right. And I think that's different for everyone and there's no right or wrong. It's at least in my opinion, it should be what, what uh, motivates you and what makes you happy. Right. So I think, um, Ultimately, you know, anyone who's considering buying a business or starting a business should first actually ask the question of themselves, what do they want their life to look like when they're 70 years old, right? And then work backwards. And I think uh, in my experience from actually um, being mentored by by several Salem uh, business leaders and academic leaders and honestly leaders from different corners of the community, I have learned that um, it's important or to, to achieve what I believe is, is true success. It, it, it encompasses, uh, different dimensions of our life. And I think that's finances, uh, money. And that's where the business aspect comes in. And we'll talk about that here. But it's also important to make sure you, you, you have everything in order with your health, right? Because if your health is not good, doesn't matter if you're the richest man in, in Salem, or in the world, right? Yes. Uh, in addition to that, what about relationships with your loved ones? I think that's also very important because the last thing you want to do is be so successful because you work so hard, uh, you work sixty hours a week, but you barely spend any time with your kiddos, uh, or you you know you 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 realize that you work so hard, but then your grandma dies or your grandpa dies and then you realize all that time you could you know you you should have at least put more effort in spending time with those loved ones. So I think that's another important dimension of life.
1: Do you have do you have practices that you use to help you like stay in those moments and like really take time to to be with the people that you're like mean the most to you?
0: Okay, specifically around my my loved ones? Yeah. Absolutely. You have to, especially in a busy world uh that we live in with with you know, social media, our phones, our emails are on our phones. You know, just twenty years ago you you didn't have access to your email on your phone. Now I think I think all three of us were probably in school at the time, so they didn't send a lot of emails.
1: I'm older, so I'm I'm gonna pretend <laughs> I'm that age room. Like, yeah, I didn't have it. Yeah. Yeah
0: right okay (laughs) well you don't look that old right um so so you have to be intentional you have to be intentional schedule the time and honestly put that phone on silence or turn it off when 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 you want to be in the moment uh i can tell you that the saddest thing i think that can happen to people is to to come to that realization of being in you know of being uh of appreciating that time with the loved ones when it's too late Mm -hmm. that i think that that that's worse than bankruptcy, in my opinion, right? Uh, so, so spending time with, with, uh, those you care about, love, friends, family, right? And community, I would add too. Uh, and then lastly, spirituality. And, uh, that looks different for everyone. Uh, I'm not saying religion, but just overall spirituality. Again, that, that's different for everyone. Uh, you know, ideally, uh, t- in my experience, to have a life that is worth, uh, living, you-, you should be 10 out of 10 in all those areas, or at least, start working to that right and um i think that's uh, you know if if with people whoever listens to this i think um um i want to make sure that their time is well spent so if they get anything out of it maybe it's just an uh, actionable item that they can uh implement starting today which so if it's health Hey, maybe I'm going to go ahead to the gym and, and, and add some weights to the cardio or actually do some cardio, right? So I think that's what it's all about. You know, uh, yeah, at the end of the day, it's about taking action on things, uh, beforehand and knowing that what you're taking action on is taking you closer to, to that life you ultimately want.
2: I think a, a big part of that, you talk about spending time with your loved ones, you know, maintaining a kind of a healthy lifestyle to some degree, right? Um, talking about, Having this this level of spirituality, all of those things to me play in this realm of like mental health. You could be as successful yes. as you want. I mean, in today's world, when we, you know, we talked about Instagram and, and social media and whatnot, but we see these big influencers on social media day in and day out that we look at and think, oh my gosh, they have the best life ever. But they're the, also the first to come out and say, and it's definitely people more of our generation that are saying, like, we go through mental health issues too. Absolutely. And, but it's having kind of having a, control on what that is and then finding ways to to combat that and i think in today's world it's just getting so much more prevalent and in it's in our face and we're you know i think and if you don't take a handle on that through those lenses then finding success is going to be so much harder.
0: Right, absolutely. Yeah, so going back, uh, it sounds like like we're maybe going to talk around the dimension of money. Um, well, you know, what I learned early on, actually, one of the things that, that I, I, um, you know, I, I really observed uh, when I was a part of the Leadership Youth Program here at the Chamber of Commerce was that I was seeing that some people were working for money And others were having their money work for them, right? And personally, I want, I want the second one, you know, I I want the money working for me, right? So, um. So with that said, I you know, I I like real estate. I I think uh real estate is a great asset to own. Um when it comes to businesses, yes, I recently uh acquired some businesses and and starting some. And regarding that, I think uh at least for me, my role is it has to be something I'm passionate about and that I enjoy because the the reality is it doesn't matter how how talented you are, or how much success you've had, uh, uh, the business world is complicated, and you know I met some of the most successful people in our community tell me when it wasn't that great. and uh, and because of that, you, you one, in my opinion, you should only go into business with something you're passionate about.
1: So you feel like the industry, you have to be passionate about the industry, or is it are there other things that? Are important.
0: I mean, well, well I, I, again, th- this is speaking for me, right? Yeah. I do realize that it may be different for others. Uh, I think for me, it's the industry. Uh, you know, the 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 actual impact you're making with your business, you should feel good about, right? Um, I think uh, you should also feel good about the culture. Um, I, I think it's it's important to know that if you do have a business, that the people working that business mm-hmm. and running that business feel like they're appreciated and that you also feel go- good about them. And overall, I think about, uh, you know, that is what brings the passion, right? Knowing mm-hmm. that you're doing good in the community, knowing that you enjoy what service or product you're selling and knowing that the people that are making things happen actually feel good, right? Uh, so that's, I think, what, what uh, the, that passion means for me.
1: And then what were some, because you bought a teriyaki restaurant, mm-hmm. Salem Business Journal, Right. What are some things? And I'm sure there are others as well. But what are the things that you look at when you decide is this a good business mood? Uh, I think you talked about the, uh, the right. passion portion of it, but yeah. also there's the financial portion as yeah, well.
0: Yeah, of course. I mean, uh, you know, uh, it, it's you know, I, I think the one thing I would advise everyone is to to get really good at uh, uh, reading financial statements. Uh, and if you don't know, learn, but it's okay if you don't, as long as you have someone on your team that can really translate that, right? Uh, and I think it starts there, to be honest. You, you, you gotta look when it comes to money, right? You gotta look at how, you know, keep it simple. How much money is coming in? How is it coming in? And how much money is going out? And where is it coming out? Right? Sometimes keeping it simple, uh, the, the, does a lot, right?
2: And, and I think a big part of it too is what's the potential, you know, ability to, you know, expand one specific business. I look at something like Salem Business Journal, for example. I mean, in today's world of technology, the, you know, uh, the options are limitless. Like the ab- like what you could do with that in terms of expanding that and, uh, you know, creating just even a bigger platform for some, you know, a place like the Middle East Valley is so possible with, with the right lens. Is it that something that you take into account too, kind of that process of like, there's a market for this, a bigger market, and as long as you know myself and my team do the right things to, you know, achieve this, is that something that motiv- that motivates you to? It's that process aspect of something like an opportunity, like I want to expand this.
0: Right. Absolutely. Yes. Of course. And and I guess going back to these two businesses that that were very recent, I think we closed on them uh, on the like. I think one day we closed on one, the other day we closed on the other, uh, uh, and I, as you know, um, um, you know, I do have other. Uh, other, uh, uh, business entities and my primary business is actually helping people build wealth as, as you know, holistically. Uh, so it's a little bit different than the traditional financial advisor, um, industry. Um. Particularly this two for me, uh, one, I was actually, yeah, fa- I've been a fan of teriyaki food, uh, since I was young. I actually, for the longest time, categorized it as my favorite food because I just <laughs> liked it so much. Uh, and maybe it's because growing up, I just, all I ate was Mexican food. So then I tasted something different and, hey, this actually tastes good, right? So, so I was a fan for a long time. When I saw the opportunity of this one, of, of th- this business, uh, uh, for sale, I, you know obviously i was interested from the beginning um but i had to then do my due diligence and as i was exploring this opportunity i realized that there's a lot of potential mm-hmm. if 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 we can uh accomplish some things there right and then uh from there it's about putting the team together right with the Salem business journal um I, you know when i first started college um i said hey no matter what i do in life i'm going to need to know how to communicate verbally and non-verbally and especially uh, through writing, right? So I actually signed up for journalism. And I fell in love with journalism when I was a freshman in college. I, I just loved it. Cause I, all, all my life, cause I took the, some of the advanced classes in high school it was about, you know, the academic writing, you know, making it, you know, look pretty and this mm-hmm. and that. Uh, but journalism and business writing is more straight to the point, you know, n- no, no fluffiness. And mm-hmm. I love that because I feel that was just more practical to real life. Uh, so.
1: Especially be- with social media, right? Yeah. Like, yes. Cut yes, all yep. the fluff out. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I studied journalism as well. And okay. I really feel like that has given me an edge in communicating in yep.
2: our, our modern era. Yeah, I especially think too, just from a marketing perspective, you know, you're, there's tons of books you can, you know, look into when it comes to marketing and just the simplest ways of communicating something is, it's the best thing from a, uh, a consumer's perspective.
0: And wrapping up with the Salem Business Journal, uh, so I met Bruce actually when I was a freshman in college, Bruce uh, Taylor, who was the founder and publisher of the Salem Business Journal. And I wrote some stories for him and, and I really enjoyed it. Uh, but then, uh, I didn't pursue a journalism degree just because I, I, I didn't see myself doing it as an actual, uh, career. Uh, but then, uh, Bruce was retiring. The opportunity came. I looked at it. I think it makes sense. I think, uh, uh, Bruce did a great job building the foundation for, for that publication and the other sister publications. Uh but if you ask him, he'll tell you he's old school, right? And uh when you look at where we are in the world today is that uh a lot of things are, you know, people are getting their, their uh news and their content through honestly social media. That that's what, what, what the data tells us, right? So this the the next step there is uh getting that publication to to where um where most people are are receiving their content, right?
1: Yeah, I think Salem Business Journal kills it as a newsletter, like an email newsletter just sent straight to your inbox, I think that you, you expand your reach pretty quickly doing that as opposed to having to stop by somewhere and pick up the newspaper. Maybe you have both options, but right, right. I'm just thinking out loud here.
0: Yeah, and again, is very recent. I mean, we have some people working together. One that has thrown us uh, uh, by... By, uh, surprise or we're, we're just really excited to work with. It's actually, uh, Tim from More Local. He's a chamber member. Oh, nice. Uh, does the, the websites, and all that. We're very happy. And I think that's another, uh, um, uh, example that, um, the fact is that there's no one person that knows everything. And, and you have to go and look for the people who do know and are experts in those fields to then, you know, bring them on your team and help them get to where you want to be.
2: We interrupt your regular programming for a special announcement.
1: We will get you right back to the podcast, I promise, but we want to make sure you know about 2 the Salem Emerging Leader Summit happening at Willamette Valley Vineyards. And I'll tell you what, we have one focus with Salem's Emerging Leader Programming that is cultivating Salem's next generation of business leaders, and this summit is kicking everything off. We understand that there's a lot of uncertainty in our community right now, but we also know the value of consistent intentional skill development and creating meaningful connections with new networks and communities. This summit is your opportunity to get connected with amazing emerging leaders and get better at what you do. Link in the bio to get connected. Limited seating. This is going to sell out, Zach. I'm excited for this. It's going to be a good time. What can people expect? I'll tell you what, they can expect good food. They can expect good drinks. They can expect a chance to connect with their community and hear some amazing speakers talk about the value of mentorship, philanthropy, and just overall having a focus of what it takes to get better in today's economy. Can't wait. Let's get back to the podcast. Awesome. And the reason I really wanted to talk about this idea of buying businesses is if you look at the, uh, the demographics of, of business owners, it's, it's largely the, uh, the baby boomer generation And that generation wants to retire right now. I mean, they're just like in waves retiring, which is one of the reasons we have so many vacancies and and positions and people that are trying to hire. So if you're looking at your org chart in your company and you kind of look up and you have people in this uh, age range, I would be challenging you to think about, okay, what can I do to be ready to fill that role in a company? But if you are that entrepreneur that's thinking through like, you know, I kind of want to do my own thing and you're considering starting a business, like you might also think about like, what are the potential benefits of buying a business that has systems already in place, where you might be able to come in with a fresh perspective and just make small changes that will help increase revenue, right? You already have cash flow coming in.
0: Absolutely, Jacob. And another thing to add that I I haven't is sometimes uh, do know that with a business, it doesn't just have to be you. You could always go find a partner, uh, and you can get really creative uh, when when constructing deals. Uh, one of the partners I did bring on with the Selling Business Journalist actually uh, Jesse Pion, which uh, he probably would have been upset if I didn't mention him. But <laughs> <laughs> we all love Jesse, right? Now he's a great guy. You know, I brought him in just because uh, you know he, he he's solid and uh, he sh- shares the same values as me, and wants the the same thing for the publication. So he came on board, and you know that was a blessing because now I have another mind that is vested and that is willing to to uh, guide the, the the entity right uh, but going back to your point right now Jacob um, you know I, I was reading an article that uh, we we're, we're in a very interesting time in the United States and the reason why is because right now uh, thousands of baby boomers retire every single day and it will continue to retire every single day for the coming years and because of that right now we are witnessing the largest uh, wealth transfer, In U.S. history, so meaning people are retiring and 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 transferring their wealth, and sometimes that well and that wealth means many things, different types of assets, from market-based assets to real estate and to businesses, right? So what we're seeing though is that some of those uh, retirees who are transferring real estate. And businesses, they find that sometimes there's not a uh, a successor in the family, so then they turn to selling, right? And uh, that that's where you know opportunities there. You just got to look for it, right?
1: I think especially with service businesses, mm-hmm. like there aren't a lot of kids that are looking at taking over their right. you know father's lawn care company, but they're making money. They've been making money for years, right? And probably doing fairly well for themselves like I don't, that might be something for people to think about like who are these businesses that you see are just have ha- have just survived year after year with little to no marketing with you know small teams but i figured out just how to make make money and just sitting down and having a conversation to learn from their business and think about like is this potentially something that i could can add to my my resume or you know just kind of have to start start my entrepreneurial journey
2: one of the biggest industries that has been affected by exactly what you're saying is actually the agricultural sector. There's been a lot of, I remember talking with farmers a few years ago, uh, one in particular in uh, Rick Real. And, you know, I said, you know, what's, what are your biggest worries in the next 10 to 20 years? And he's like, I mean, this is a worry that he has. And he says a lot of his fellow farming friends is are, you know, this generation of, you know, up and comers, like they don't have an interest of doing the long laborious work that it takes to be a successful farmer or rancher. But on the flip side, you see investors, young investors um, across the nation who have money that are buying up uh, farming land and then leasing it out. So it's really interesting to see that kind of market dynamic that, you know, in, in, a, in an area, especially here in Oregon, is so vital to our economy.
0: Good point, Zach. Good point. Um, the one thing I would also like to add to this, uh, and I can't stress this enough, is. Uh, if you really want something, you really can accomplish it. Even if you don't like, for example, even if you don't have the money, you can always go and find the money if the opportunity is right. Uh, and I want to stress that because, you know, I know a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, Salem, uh, individuals here. And the reality is including myself when I started, I mean, well, first of all, I, you know, I came to this country when I was seven. So I, you know, we didn't have a, um, a foundation. Our family didn't have foundation, so if I needed money, I can't go to mom, dad, or or the uncle or the aunt. Um, but what I can tell you that um, by obtaining mentorship from leaders in the community, I learned that you know there's many ways to do something, um, but you just have to surround with the right people, the right minds that want to see you succeed, right?
1: What What advice would you have for that person that's you know 22, 25, getting their career started, thinking about starting a business? Um, has never maybe, maybe has had the idea of a mentor, but doesn't really know where to get started in creating a connection. Like what, what should they be doing?
0: Um, well, besides knowing themselves and knowing that vision and mission they want for this themselves, honestly, I would say come to the chamber, <laughs> come to the chamber of <laughs> commerce, come to the emerging leaders meetings. I mean, they'll sign be up gotten- for the
1: emerging leaders newsletter, plug, make it happen. We're like 75 yep. right now. I got to check the update, but we're trying to get that to like 500. So.
0: Right. Yeah. And and I'm being I'm being being very serious when you come when you get, go out and get involved, that person you could meet at a networking function, whatever it is, event could very well change your life. I've seen it many times in the Salem community uh in various aspects. So for those single gals and guys, you know, you could meet the love of your life. Right. But beyond that, for 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 business, you could meet the person who might take you on to go on and deal with him. I mean, I just met a guy who I, I had introduced to one of my business partners. Uh, I'm not going to put, I'm not going to add the names just cause it's confidentiality, but this fella had nothing. He's a little bit older, um, older professional, um, had not owned his home. And I connected him to one of my, uh, mentors. And that mentor actually bought bought a, um, um, bought a property gave him the money to to uh, um, uh, develop. Fix, develop it, and he's going to let him keep the profits. And,
2: and I was so, just like, that's wow, incredible.
0: That, that, that's incredible. And those are the type of things that I'm not saying that will happen every time, but that's an example of something that just happened in our community within the last two months.
1: So they're coming to the chamber, they go to greeters, they go to a luncheon. Um, like, what what's some best practices you have for them to make sure right. they're presenting themselves well? And
0: I love that question, Jacob, because that, that that's a very important question. Uh, you know, I think the first thing, and again, this is what has worked for me, and I, I I do believe this is important. Uh, the first thing is you gotta look the part. You gotta look sharp. Now, it doesn't mean you go and uh, you know, buy an expensive suit and wear a tie. That that doesn't mean that, but. Just look sharp. Look presentable. Uh, take care of yourself, right? I think it all starts there. And the reason I say this is because the data tells us that uh, when we see someone, we have an impression of that person, or at least most people have an impression of that person in less than ten seconds, and it's very real. I don't necessarily agree with it, but but that's just what the data is it tells us, right? The second thing is attitude you got to have a good attitude you have to be enthusiastic about uh being there right and then the third thing i think is knowing what you want so when you actually uh say something uh don't mess up, right? <laughs> so if you're there for, know why you're there, right? So for example, if, I, if I'm out here, uh, you know, meeting with, with you and you tell me, hey, you know, why are you here? Well, I'm, I'm just, honestly, I'm just here to connect. So, sometimes just being direct, open, and honest goes a long ways. You know, no, no hidden agendas. Just say, hey, I'm just out here to get connected. I want to start a business and I'm looking for like-minded people.
1: Yeah, you kind of touched on it earlier as far as starting with the end in mind. Right. And I think it does help when people know your goals. They understand how I can help you, as opposed to just showing up somewhere. Like I want to meet people and network. It's like, well, cool, but I don't really know your intentions, and so it's hard for me to help you out if I don't really know what kind of help you're looking for. So uh, I think your point about self awareness and understanding, um, you know, what you want, what you want to accomplish, how you plan on getting there, having that at least as a jump off place. But I think also something I'd add to what you're you're saying is one: understanding people are gonna like you know judge you based on what they see. Um, so taking the time to, you know, be intentional with with how you're presenting yourself, but also um, be careful about uh, that approach around you, because if you assume somebody doesn't want to talk to you, you might be resistant to approaching them, but you might be completely wrong. Yes. Right. It, it might just be like they're tired. They have something else on their mind. But generally in those types of uh, forums. People are open to having a conversation. That's why they're there. Right. But sometimes they just don't really know how to network. And so they're kind of in a table with their in their comfort zone. But it doesn't mean that somebody coming up and saying hi is not going to be well-received. Right.
0: Or they have a resting mean face. Yes. You know, and you just think they, they, they don't want to connect with you. And I've had that. You know, I saw the person with a mean face and, you know, we actually turned out to be great friends, right? So, good point.
1: Was it me? Or? No, it wasn't okay, you, okay, unfortunately. Good,
0: good. I met you virtually. <laughs> that's right. Yeah,
1: we met on Zoom first. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's that's another uh, point as far as being uh, aware of your social media presence. Right. And I'm not saying everything should be serious. You don't have to like spend hours editing videos unless that's what you want to do. But just be aware that for a lot of people when they get a business card, they're probably going to type your name in Google and see what pops up. And so they're going to see what you're posting on Instagram or, or Facebook. Yep. And so just make sure that it's something that you feel represents your, your brand.
0: Absolutely. That, that's uh, great advice for today.
1: And so, with the uh, the mentor relationship, you you uh, sit down, you meet with a mentor. What are some types of things that you should do in that first meeting to make sure somebody can get the most out of it?
0: Uh, so, you're saying for someone who's going to meet with a, a mentor for the first time?
1: Yeah. So, you went to the chamber lunch. You, you met with John Castro. You guys decided, let's go get coffee. And this is somebody that's younger that wants to learn from you. What are the types of things they should they should bring to the table? Well,
0: I think uh, uh, what I've done in the past is one, well, one, be intentional. You know, t- tell them why you want to meet with them and why you think that, you you know, you, you know, they, that you may obtain some uh, that you want to obtain some wisdom from them. Right. Be very intentional about that and also understand that there's different levels of mentorship. Some are formal and some are informal. Uh, and, I, and I've had both. So I think before that, knowing that and uh, the one thing you want to do is also tell that person what you want to cover before the meeting. Love that. So don't go in and say, hey, you know, so whatever you want to cover, just tell them ahead of time, right? Hey, when we meet, here's what I want to make sure we cover. I want to learn your story, you know, hear what has made you successful. And thirdly, you know what I do. So if you were me in my shoes, what would you do? I want to hear those things, right? So when we meet, that's what I want to make sure we cover, right? So then when you're actually there. You're just reiterating what you told that person that you want to cover during that time. Does that make sense? I can tell you that when I started doing that in my business and just in, as a person, it changed everything.
2: I, th- I think one of the most important things in my experiences with mentors in the past is always coming prepared with questions, kind Absolutely. of like exactly what you're saying. And it's it really comes down to, you know, if you're in my shoes right now, right. knowing what you know from your experiences to where you've gotten... What are some, you know, a a few key pieces of advice that uh, you could share with me? Right. Or what are some areas and things that I'm not considering now that will be valuable later on? Um, Coming prepared with those questions. And like you said, being super intentional is important. It's I think it's so valuable from a mentor perspective that or from a mentee perspective that you recognize that their time is valuable yes. and not wasting it and having an agenda and not taking them past that timeline. You know, if you say, I'm going to sit down for 30 minutes, you're out of there in 30 minutes.
0: Right. Absolutely, Second, And uh, that is what you just said. That is probably one of the best questions you can ask a mentor. Uh, give them the situation and just ask them, if you, you, if you were me in my shoes, what would you do? Mm-hmm. Right? And you'd be surprised at the answers you get.
1: And I think at the end of the meeting, a great way to expand your network is just asking: like, Are there other people yep. you think I should meet?
0: Absolutely, and That's you'll be amazed. People
1: are going to open up their contact list, especially if they see you came prepared. You're taking what you do mm-hmm. serious. You know they're gonna they're gonna be open to to helping out.
2: And and also, it's I think it's always a good strategy. You know, when you ask, "Hey, is there someone else you can introduce? You know, I should talk talk to. Can you introduce me to them via email?" So, you have their emails and it creates this level of, you know, if you have one person that yep. you respect well, say, hey, this individual wants to meet with you, that, that gives them a little ownership in uh, in creating that relationship.
0: Absolutely. I like that.
2: And speaking of networking, 2
1: Salem's Emerging Leaders Summit is happening at Willamette Valley Vineyards. We're getting started at 1030 in the morning. We're going to be wrapping up around 5.00. We have some amazing speakers that will be there. Jose Gonzalez, Bonnie Mileto. We're going to have two breakout rooms. So one focused on philanthropy, one focused on mentorship, which is why we wanted – we'd love having John here to, to kind of talk about his perspective there. And then the CEO of Llama Valley Vineyards will be uh, closing the night off, which I'm so excited. And Zach, you've heard him talk a few times.
2: Yeah, I've seen Jim Bruneau speak. And this is about two, almost two years ago. And I still quote things that he said from the one lunch with leaders that we had. Jim is an incredible, incredible storyteller and provides a lot of wisdom in a very unique and uh, uh, palatable way.
1: I I can't wait. It's going to be an incredible day. We're going to make sure that this is an exceptional experience for everybody that shows up. We're working with uh, some business partners to make sure that everybody leaves with some, some things they can, can use, uh, to really get active and, you know, enjoy some, some freebies outside of the, the event as well. But lunch will be provided. We'll have some wine there, you know, it's a winery and some people in Willamette Valley like to partake. So we'll make sure that there's some of that available as well, which I'm really excited for, but, Jonathan, thank you so much for making it, man. This was an incredible episode, and I know the emerging leaders in our community are going to take a ton of value from this, so we appreciate you.
0: Yeah, thank you for inviting me, and uh, that sounds like a really exciting event. I'm going to be there for sure, and I think anyone listening to this, uh, if you're established, just getting started, doesn't matter where you are. If you are under how old? 40?
1: Just, just show that. Just show up. If you're interested, if you consider yourself an emerging leader, you're trying to get involved in the uh, in the community. We, we want you there.
0: That's great news. We took out the the H factor. <laughs> great, I love it.
1: And I'll, I'll kind of we're thinking out loud here, but um, I think an, an idea that we're playing with is having like an emerging leader category, and then having like an emerging leader mentor category as I well. I love it. So you yes. kind of we want to make sure there's something for uh, for everybody. Um, And that people that want to be involved have ways to to get involved and contribute. Because I've had a lot of people reach out to me that are just like, I don't know exactly what you're doing, but I want to be part of it. I want to help out. You know, these are people that have established careers in Salem. And I mean, I I just feel so grateful that there's that kind of support that's just being shown without even really knowing exactly what the programming is going to look like. And I think that's
0: great news that you cover that. Because my impression for, for most emerging leaders or young professional programs, there's usually an age limit and that age limit has usually been 40. So if you're listening here and you're over 40, it's okay. You can come by and uh, have some fun.
1: Absolutely. It's going to be good times.